Hello, hello, and welcome to In My Shoes. It is a podcast for women of color where we talk about the issues we face each and every day. And I am your host, Karen Davis Thompson, and I have two members of my tribe. I'm so excited. Um, we have not been hanging out as much, you know, in the pandemic. So when I get them on the mic, I'm always excited. So I'm going to have them introduce themselves. And then we're going to be talking about what I call bonnets and blankets and slippers. Oh, my. Just love that title. OK, so Maureen, you go first. Love the title, too. So, hey there, how are you? How are you, Amber? How are you, Karen? Great to chat with you all again. And yes, we have not been spending any time together, but looking forward to doing that. Hi, everyone. I'm Maureen Green James, um, founder of MGJ Speaks, and I am really excited to be here today. But let me just tell you, MGJ Speaks is a a diversity and career coaching consultancy um, focused on the careers of women and topics and discussions around all things in both of those spaces, diversity and inclusion. But every now and then love to opine on something else, such as blankets and bonnets. So yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me again. Thank you, Maureen. Amber, why don't you say hello to everybody? Tell them a little bit about yourself in case they don't remember. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Amber. Many of you know I'm Karen's sister, and I'm the owner of Designs by Lynn. It's a personal craft um, custom gift company, and I'm glad to be here today. Miss everybody. Thank you so much for that, guys. So we're talking about what I call bonnets and blinkers and slippers. Oh, my. And the reason for that title, I'm sure by now most of you all have seen Monique's um, video that she did for um it was about a five minute video i thought it was very tastefully done and she talked about the number of black women she saw in the stores with their uh, i'm sorry in the airport with their bonnets on and the blankets wrapped around them and she just felt like when you're out in public that you needed to do better to try and represent yourself to, you know, take pride in how you looked. And she got a lot of backlash for it. Um, and so we're here to talk about what you guys think about that. I'll share what I think about it. I know Maureen, when I reached out and said this was a topic, you were like, oh, baby sister, I got a lot to say about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to let you start. What did you think? Did, I don't know if you got a chance to see Monique's video. I think I shared the link. What did you feel about what she had to say? And talk to us about what you saw that you were like, oh, this topic is on time for me. Yeah. So, okay. So I did see the video, but not until you sent the link. And I remember watching it and thinking, oh, wow. So I'm not the only one that just has this like visceral reaction to seeing bonnets and blankets and slippers like everywhere, like in the supermarket and, you know, whatever stores, people walking down the street. But then when you sent um, that information around, I was actually I think I was either in New York or I was returning from New York. And when I left to go to New York was when I just saw people, us, our people, our sisters walking around, basically looking like they just rolled out of bed and rolled up to their gate to get on the flight. Like there was no transition period in between. And I'm like, why do we look like this? And do we actually think that people are going to take us seriously if we're walking around looking like this, like just have a, have a little bit of respect. And Karen, it wasn't like it was just like 
one to two people where I was like, okay, you know what? They're probably traveling together. They're probably like on a layover. It was a late night. No, these were like people who were like fresh from the parking lot coming in, you know, checking their luggage, getting on the tram with me going across to the, to catch their flights at the gate. So these are people who literally were just coming from home and getting ready to take a trip. So I, when I think about, you know, Monique's message and I read all, not all, but a lot of the comments, you know, and some people were like, yeah, that's kind of, you know, don't do that. But then there were other people who were like, who is she to be talking? What made her an authority? I don't think she's trying to be an authority, but I think she is trying to say, listen, sisters, come on now, have some respect for yourselves. And that's exactly what I thought. Um, when I saw these people in, in the airport. And here's the thing, the airports that I knew, like I see them all the time in the supermarket, you know, so it's not a new thing. But what was interesting to me is that you are actually, actually getting on an airplane looking like this. Yeah. You, you know, no, to you, go somewhere. <laughs> to go somewhere. Come like, on. On a trip. Right. Mm-mm. Girl. I know how you feel. Amber, so you let me know what you thought when you watched it and what is your opinion of what it seems to be a trend. Um, and I'll get into my opinion a, a bit more in a minute. But Amber, what what, what are your thoughts? Um, I completely agree with Maureen. Um, I've had a couple of different experiences. I don't travel quite that much. But from I've worked in some very public environments and places that you would go that you would think people would say, well, let me put on some clothes or let me put on do my hair. Um, I've worked at a bank. I've worked at um, a, a local DMV and we've had people show up to take their pictures with their bonnets on and upset if we asked them to take it off. Um, we had one young lady who I said, oh, I can't, you know, um, take your picture with that. You know, we would have to have you, you know, not have that on. And she left and came back and all she did was change her clothes to put on a matching bonnet. And the fact that she thought that that was the problem, that her bonnet didn't match. Um all of those things have been crazy to me. And when I saw Monique's video, I I completely agreed with her. Um, I didn't see it initially when it came out. I was in one of my Facebook groups and I heard people talking about it and I was trying to figure out what is this that they're talking about. And I finally stumbled across it on Facebook and, and I watched the video. And um, as Maureen said, I thought it was tastefully done. Um, I didn't really have a problem with how she said it. Um, she was very deliberate and direct and she was very deliberate in trying to not offend anyone. Um, so, you know, she didn't come at anybody as they say, and she was very cautious with her words and being very respectful. And I just couldn't understand what so many people were upset about and why they would just go in for her the way she did. And, um, I feel that, you know, with some of them, it it just touched a chord with them. And sometimes when you touch a chord of what somebody else is doing, then that's what gets them upset. Um, but I just think it's her for a desperate cry to say, you know, like like you guys said, have respect for yourself. Um, and I think we as a people, you want to you don't want to give anybody the persona of that's us and that we're OK with that. And, you know, going out in public to a birthday party, going to the bank, um, going to these various things. And you think it's OK to walk around how you look in your house. And sometimes some of them look I wouldn't walk around my house that way. You know, I agree with both of you when I saw it. Um, You know, I'm not always the biggest fan of Monique, but I will say that she does um, really um, pay attention to a lot of times the way she words things, 
um, which I can respect because I know that that is something I've always tried to do because obviously, you know, with the titles we get, angry black women, what have you, you almost have to be measured sometimes when you speak, right? And so um, when she, it, she made it very clear, I'm not judging anybody, you know, you all think of me as, as an auntie. And there were so many, she said in the airport, that she couldn't tap them all on the shoulder and say, baby, what are we doing? And um, I I remember when it started to become a thing and I thought, are we really walking around with this bonnet on that you wear to bed? And then it was like, they started making them in colors so they could match your outfit. And I'm like, what, what, what is this? <laughs> you know, that was kind of, I was like, what, what, what? I, I was, I was so, I was so perplexed when it first started happening. And then like lately it's the blankets. Like my husband said, you know, he works at a school and he's seen them. They come to school. Like, you know what we did when we were cold back in the day, we put a jacket on. That's what you we did. found a sweater. Exactly. What a concept. <laughs> yeah. We, we put a jacket on. We didn't walk around with a blanket wrapped around ourselves and then the slippers. And then it was like the slipper thing got so crazy until they started making shoes that were for outside, but they look like slippers. Y'all seen those in the store? Am I the only one that's seen those? No, unfortunately. Yes. And they they look exactly like slippers. And so, but they're quote unquote fashionable and they're not cheap. Like Uggs makes them, you know, just one of them and they, they cost some money. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you should be walking around in them outside. Right. They're slippers. Yeah, Amber. Yeah, they're slippers. Amber, have you seen them also? Like I, I, the first time I saw them, I was like, "Are those slippers?" <laughs> yes, I've seen them, and I've seen where either people will get the slippers and try to bling them out, and not, but they're still slippers. <laughs> they still have the same bottom that slippers do and they're made for in the house. And I'm all for you looking cute inside and you want to, you know, wear them inside the house, but they're still not made for outside, no matter how cute or blinged out you do it. <laughs> and I wondered why, like I just uh, looked at an article, uh, oddly enough, where apparently Tiffany Haddish kind of weighed in whatever they were talking about on this uh, show where she was being interviewed. And she talked about the fact that she agreed with Monique. She's like, you know, when you're going out somewhere and you call yourself dressed up or you're trying to represent that you should have a little pride in how you look and not go out in your bonnet. So she was like, I mean, she's a comedian, right? So she was like, okay, like I, I done ran up to the store with mine on, you know, but um, people came for her too. Like the, the, the reaction, the strong, um, just, I, I just like totally pissed off. So of course they brought up the fact that when she went to the Met Gala in 2019, she bought fried chicken in a Ziploc bag. Well, Mon well, both of them, but Tiffany's a comedian. Like she does outlandish stuff. That's what she does. Right. So I don't know. Sometimes I wonder when we start comparing ourselves. So, you know, some of the stuff celebrities can get away with, that's a part of their image to make money, you know, those of us that's working this nine to five, we, we can't do some of those things. And so I think we sometimes get confused when we see a Jay-Z with his pants down. Cause like Ricky Smiley was like, not only do I agree with Monique, but I hate the whole with your pants hanging down. Right. I'm, I, I'm almost positive that when he goes into a board meeting or a business meeting, he isn't dressed the way he would be dressed on stage for a concert. Um, and I, I just wonder what are your thoughts about how, I mean, absolutely hard down, angry, like pissed 
people were when Monique, to the point where they started talking about, oh, and she going to do this in her robe and her hair wasn't done. Well, her hair was done. It was braided back. She had a bun. It, you saw her gray, you know, so the long hair, whatever you might see on the red carpet, she didn't have on, but she was dressed appropriately. She was at home in a robe, nice robe, hair in a braid. Um, but they even started coming for her just in, in what she had on. So Amber, if you could go first, why do you think people got so angry about what Monique um, had to say that day? Um, I think it's a, a, a couple of things. One, people don't like to be told what to do or what they should wear. And I think also those that are upset are usually the ones who are guilty. And if you're the guilty one and someone brings it to your attention and they, I think they feel like it felt like it was a personal attack on them. Um, and if you're doing it, you're the guilty one, then you kind of feel a little bit, you know, like they say in church, the preacher's preaching and you get upset. It's usually because he kind of touched on something that has to do with you and you're upset by that. And all it takes is to find one person who agrees with you and then another person. And then you really think that you have a case or you really think that you're right just because someone else agrees with what you said. And it's usually the other person has the same issue that you do. And that's why you feel offended. That's why you're upset. Um, and that's why you want to, you know, come for her. But um, I think that they should just sit back and listen. And, you know, like like we said, she wasn't disrespectful. If they sat back and listened and listened to the valid points that she had and really say, you know what, she does have some points. But I think they're so clouded by the fact of um, somebody's telling me what to do, what to wear. I'm going to wear what I want to wear and I'm going to do what I want to do. And um, I think that they were just clouded by that judgment until the, it, the way they handled it was just to lash back at her and the person who was delivering the message. And I think it would have been anyone who delivered the message. They would have been just as upset with. Maureen, how about you? What do you think? I completely agree with Amber. I think that um, the people who were so upset by this to Amber's point are the people who just feel like that, you know, she shouldn't be telling them what to do. But I also think they're also the ones who know deep down, they know, they know this look ain't it. This is not right. They know they shouldn't be rolling around looking like this, but they're comfortable, right? And so they just do it. And to Amber's point, people don't like when you tell them what to do. And I don't really think she was telling them what to do. I think she was sharing, I think she was sharing her opinion in a way that was very diplomatic, but very straightforward. And so I, I really, I, I just, I just don't understand how the way she said it, anybody could really take offense. And if I were somebody who was comfortable walking around like that and thought that that was okay, hell, I would be fine if Monique put out a video and sent that to me personally, because we don't know each other. But let somebody who I actually know have that conversation with me. And then it's a hard conversation. It's a much harder conversation. So I think the people out there who are upset, who at the end of the day really know this look is not what you should be walking around looking like. They should really be happy that Monique broke it down for them as opposed to their grandmama or their mamas or their granddaddies or whoever. They should really, really be thankful and take her advice. And you make a valid point. You know, the fact that they were so angry and she doesn't know any of them. She just put out her opinion. Like you said, I didn't take it as she was telling them what to do, but I, it was almost like she was taking on that older auntie or grandmama role, you know, right? And to try to say, hey, 
you got to understand how this looks. And for me, part of the reason why it bothers me so, and I would love you guys to chime in on this as well, is sometimes people of other ethnic groups, unfortunately, because we are not as um, diverse. And when I say diverse, you know, it is still very common for groups of people in, in, in certain races, not to really have a lot of interaction with people outside of their, you know, racial makeup. Right. So a lot of times people of other ethnicities, what have you, the only real experience they have with black folks, let's say is the ones they see in the airport or at the restaurant or wherever. And so when you walk around looking like that, the assumption is that that is what we do as a group of people, right? And that's part of the stereotype that we're always trying to get away from that we all do this, so we all do that. And so when they see you, to me, and maybe I think it's something, it it may be generational because a lot of this is younger people you see walking around doing it. Not always, but typically it's younger folks doing it. They maybe don't care or understand how what they do, how they dress, how they act, what they look like is more than just about them. It is an extension of what it means to be black and what people assume a black woman is like or what have you. Uh, And so that's part of the reason why it just grieves my little soul, because I feel like in that airport, all y'all they see getting on the plane may be the most black folks they've ever seen. And when they walk by and all the women, for the most part, with the exception of maybe, you know, if the vast majority of them are walking around with bonnets on and slippers and blankets, that's the perception they have and take away from of of, of black women. Um, Maureen, what are your thoughts on that? You're not wrong. That is absolutely what's built up in, you know, in their head. And um you know, we have a responsibility to that, right? We, we, we take some ownership in this. You know, in the 1960s, I, I love pictures to see pictures of um, Black men and women from the 1960s because they could be going food shopping and they were dressed. Like the women were dressed. They had on their little kitten heel shoes you know, the men had on their their nice slacks with the suspenders and a nice shirt. It didn't matter what they were doing. And they could have been shooting pool. But they always were, they were like always dressed. And of all the things that were happening in the 60s, and these people still found a way and still took pride in the way they looked inside their homes and when they stepped out the door. And so all of that has been now passed on to you know, generations of people that have come since then, um, generations of us. And look at where we've gotten to. You know, we've gone from that to bonnets and slippers and and blankets just, wrapped around. Bl- us. I'm sorry. Yes, right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> blankets and slippers and bonnets. I mean, Seriously, the whole the whole look. Like, how did we what what happened? You know, where did we somewhere along the way lose that pride? This is probably a different conversation, but where did we somewhere along the way lose the pride of um stepping out and not necessarily showing up, but this is what we do. This is who we are as people. We we are we have respect for ourselves. Where did we lose that? And, you know, going back to your point about Jay-Z, you're right. 
I know that brother's not sitting at a board meeting looking like he's up there spitting lyrics. So why is it that we can't recognize there's a time and a place for everything? To Amber's point, you wear your slippers and your bonnets and your blanket in the house. You wear them at home, not outdoors. I don't get it. And in but an it's sad. Where you are going on a trip. Yeah. And you, I just, I, I can't. Amber, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I completely agree with it. I think that, you know, um, with our grandparents and great grandparents, there was a sense of pride and it could be that, you know, there was really no other time. Anytime you went out at all, did anything, um, that was your time to go out. That's what you were allowed to do. So you wanted to make sure you looked your best or you always wanted to make sure you looked your best because, you know, people felt like, you know, just because you were black and you had to put on that extra suit or that, that dress and do that extra thing. And I think that with this generation, um, I mean, I hate to say it, but I think sometimes they forget that they are black and that you do still have to prove yourself a little bit more than anyone else. And who's going to take you seriously in a blanket and a bonnet in public. Um, and in the video, Monique made a very good point that we have evolved so much that there are so many things that they create that you could do. If you don't feel like doing your hair, don't do it. But they make so many items that you can put on your head that are really nice head wraps. They make turbans. They make all kinds of things that you can put on your head as a covering. That's not a bonnet. That's not meant for sleeping in. It's actually meant to be worn, um, whether it has to do with our culture, you know, whether it's a new age thing. But they make so many things that you could do. So no one's telling you. And, you know, and I don't believe that she was telling people what to do, but I believe that's how they took it. Just the simple fact that she didn't agree with what they were doing, then she's telling them what to do as they see it. And so for them, you know, there's so many things out there, other things that they could have done to make themselves look more presentable. Um, And I think that all the things that we've worked for, it makes us go backwards because all these things that we fought for to make them change the perception of us and make us see us differently, we're going backwards. And like I said before, I think sometimes this generation forgets that they're Black. You know, our grandparents and stuff struggled for things and that was continuously reminded to them. And I just don't know if this generation gets it. And the sad part is, is I just don't know if they're going to get it. And these people wearing these blankets and bonnets and slippers, oh my, are having children that they're teaching to wear these blankets and bonnets. (laughs) And I've seen on Facebook where they have the mommy and me bonnets, which I think are completely adorable when you're home. My fear is, is that one day I'm going to see this whole little family of a mom and her three girls walking around with all their matching bonnets and probably some slippers and some blankets. (laughs) And it makes you feel like, oh man, they shouldn't have created that. But it's cute for a purpose at home. But I just don't know. I don't know what the solution is. And you do bring up a very excellent point in that I think that sometimes as we evolve and we are able to experience and do things that years ago our grandmothers, great grandmothers, et cetera, were not able to do, you forget that this that, that there is still racism is still real. Uh people still have perceptions of us as a group of people. You know, for example, I and I will never forget my baby <laughs> um was in middle school and the middle school he went to was right across the street from where he uh I mean was across the street from like a, a convenience store. And I picked him up one day and I was dropping him off Uh, before I went back to work and he wanted to go in there and get like a snack or whatever. And because I guess maybe this owner has had a black 
boy or whatever steal, she was very hypersensitive to them in the store. Now, mind you, my son walked in after this group of young men that were already in there, but they all went to the same school. So they spoke to him or whatever. So he goes up to the counter to get his stuff. And about the same time they come up and she groups them all together. And it's y'all need to hurry up next time. It don't take so long. So my baby was like, yo, I ain't with that. My mama is in the car. And he was highly offended because her assumption, because maybe that is something that's happened to her. Oh, so because these black kids stole or this black person stole from me, then when they all come in here, I'm going to watch all of them like hawks and group them all together because my child didn't come in the store with them. But that is her perception. And so I think that sometimes they do forget that even though we can, you know, go to prom you know, with somebody of a different race. And even though we've had a black man as president of the United States, and even though we currently have a black woman who is the vice president, racism is real. And the perceptions that they have of us in some aspects have not changed. Um, and I am afraid, Amber, now that you've said they got matching ones, Lord Jesus, that we're going to see a family of people Ooh, walking around in bonnets. <laughs> I think it's huge. I'm going to buy one for me and my daughter. But guarantee we will wear them in the home. We will not be seen in public with these on. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm very stressed. Thank you for that, Amber. Thank you for that visual. <laughs> um, so the other thing I really wanted to, to touch on or talk about when it comes to this, I was having a conversation with one of our other tribe members, Janine. She wasn't able to join us tonight, but she took it a step further and she felt like um, the amount of time and energy that people have put into being pissed off with Monique about these bonnets that we walking around within, but your governor, especially in the state of Florida, baby, I, if this man don't sign some ridiculous bill, every other, he has a press conference every other day and the bills he signs gets crazier and crazier and crazier. And while he is messing with your voting rights, and now he wants to make sure that um, in college, they take a survey to make sure the kids can say whatever they want to say. And you know what that's about. So that when a white kid stands up and, and says whatever, that's ignorant. His free speech is, his, his or her free speech is um, protected. But we can't uh, teach in high school though, or in, in the public school that race and Systemic racism is real. Like he is signing some crazy stuff every day. And nobody is, you know, they're not getting all riled up about that. But we're going to spend days trolling Monique because she asked you to do your hair before you go out in public. <laughs> so how do you guys feel about Janine's point? And what do you think about that? Amber, you can go first. Um, I completely, completely agree with um, her point is that you're concentrating on so much stuff that just really doesn't, it matters, but really you're all upset about the things that Monique are saying, but you're not concerned about the things in the world that truly mean something. Um, you can be worried about this bonnet and what Monique is saying, and you could, we could lose our right to vote. And then <laughs> you could lose your right to walk anywhere. You know, you're concerned about, you, you know, you may not be able to get on that plane, whether you have a bonnet on or not. Um, and you should be concerned about bigger things. I think a lot of people say for us that, oh, and you're concerned about me in a bonnet, then you should be concerned about bigger things. But it's all a complete whole of how they perceive us, how they look at us. And because they see this and think that we don't care about ourselves, then they don't care about us and how we feel. And when you have people in office like him, um, 
you are worried about these little things until you're not even paying attention to the people who are really saying some offensive things about you or doing some offensive things to you, but you're worried about someone asking you to leave your house looking presentable or to leave your house at least not with what you wear to bed or what you walk around with. Um, and like I said, this generation, I think they might miss a lot. Um, I, I was pretty concerned with things when I was younger, but I know when you are younger, you kind of miss some things. And I didn't understand how a lot of this voting things worked and how things got passed and all of those until I got older. Um, but I don't even think that they're concerned at all about voting, um, all about any of these bigger things, because as they see it, it doesn't concern them. Um, a lot of them don't vote or don't understand. So they're in their mind, this doesn't concern them. But Monique telling me about my bonnet, that concerns me because that, you know, hits me. And it's like I said, the preacher's up there preaching and you're only upset when he touches something that affects you or something that you're doing. But because the way they see it, oh, that's not affecting me because they're not concerned about that. Probably these same individuals are not registered to vote and aren't even concerned or watch the news to know what's going on. Um, so, you know, it is a big concern. Um, I just think that they need to just sit, stop and think and look at the whole picture. And I think if they were concerned about the things that are going on with our governor and those that it may also make them say, you know what, I need to get my act together and maybe out there and help advocate and help promote things. And I need to look presentable when I do this, because who's going to take me seriously in a bonnet? Um, so if they kind of look at other things, I think it would trickle down and it may ch help them change to not wear this stuff out in public. But, you know, you know, you I always think something's going to go one way and then it's going to go another way. But they really do need to take a to pay attention to the bigger picture of things. OK, Amber, so you do customize gifts and, and uh, apparel and mugs. I need a shirt that says who's going to take you seriously in a bonnet. I'm, I'm just saying. I love it. Who's going to take you seriously in a bonnet? I just want, I, I would like a shirt. I'm okay. Like, I'm, putting my, I'm putting my order right now. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm taking orders. Who wants one? <laughs> oh God. Okay. Maureen, how do you feel about that? I see you want, <sighs> you want one of my shirts, but what is, what's your thought? I, I totally agree. I mean, you know, Janine is correct. I mean, these, uh, this generation that doesn't, um, they don't recognize what they should be prioritizing. And, you know, the things that our insane governor is doing is going to impact them for years and generations to come, all of us. Um, and so to spend all that time and energy on Monique's video and her message is, is kind of hilarious, but it's also, you know, kind of dumb. I mean, it's just, they just have to figure out, you know, where they're, what's the priority here? And, you know, the, the interesting thing, you know, Amber, you talked about, you know, how they are, um, you know, they're, when they, you know, get older, you know, what's going to happen to them, where are their priorities. A lot of these people who you see like this, they are young, but a lot of them are also um, young women in their, you know, twenties and thirties who are walking around like this to your point, who have children who are now raising children that think, Ooh, that bonnet is blah. Can I get one of those? And we'll be wearing that well into their sixties and seventies. Like that's not a thing. And so where is the role? Where's the responsibility for those people, um, who are raising 
those young children and saying, to your point again, Amber, we can wear these things, but we wear them at home. Like that's the priority. The priority should be around having respect for yourself um, once you step outside that door and what does that look like so that people, other people have respect for you and demonstrate that respect. But if that's not your priority, if that is not your priority and going off on Monique is, we are in a sad state of affairs. I completely agree with that. And and I think that, um, you know, I may have mentioned this before, but uh, part of my degree when I was at FAMU was to, um, we had a colloquialism type class and we had a producer from NBC come. And just to show you how perceptions, when we're not careful about that, it was during one of the, I think it was Desert Storm or what have you back then in the 90s. And so um, she said, I want you to watch this video and tell me what's wrong. And so they're interviewing several of the soldiers about their view and what's been happening. And if anybody knows, you know, a lot of times when people are talking, they cut to B-roll where it's just, you know, footage of people walking around the base, et cetera. So you're not necessarily just looking at this one person talking the whole time, right? The only, and, and we all knew it right away. They had all this B-roll and you see, you know, soldiers walking around and they're talking to each other. The one photograph, uh, or I shouldn't say photograph, the one piece of video that had diversity in it was a bunch of black guys playing basketball. So we're not, we're, we're not good enough for you to interview, but you got to show some of us. So, you know, like we play basketball, they're good athletes. So you just show us playing basketball because that's the perception. Whoever put that piece together thought that was a great way to show diversity in this piece. You know, or if you notice, they always go get the person who got the bonnet on and looks, I don't know, like what in the line when they do a story on, let's say, um, benefits, like let's say it's got something to do with aid or food stamps or whatever. Because again, the perception is that all of us are on aid, right? When if you look at the statistics, that ain't true, but they always pan to the black folks in the line with their bonnets on or whatever. And so that is what people, again, assume about us. Because that is what they see. Um, and I agree that they don't really seem to understand why all of this collectively is important. And don't get me started. I'm going to ask you how y'all feel about this. Oh, Lord Jesus. So, you know, most hair stores, right? When you talk about a hair store, you're talking about us, right? You know, when you say beauty supply hair store, that's black folks every day of the week and twice on Sunday, right? So it means that these people who are mass producing this stuff and it ain't black folks making it have figured out, oh, these folks like to walk around with these bonnets on in different colors. So we are making them rich while we're walking around looking like we don't really care about ourselves. Right. I, that was another part of it that got me. I'm like, when I started seeing them in the hair stores, I'm like, y'all are making these in colors, like colors. So they match outfits. Um, and I already, and of course, we don't want to get too deep into this, but that already grieves me that I understand everybody has a right to make a living, but it can be very disheartening when these stores are focusing on us as a people, but very few of us actually own the store. Um, has has that ever been a thought you guys have when it comes to this? Maureen, you can go first. Yes. So um, it's it's a really good point. So up in New York and probably here too, but I don't frequent them as much. All beauty supply stores in New York are owned by um, Asian Americans, They're typically Korean. 
and they are, they have everything. It is, it is like going into a candy store for black sisters and brothers. Okay. They have everything and then some, and I used to always wonder why you never saw any of us actually behind the counter or opening up the doors. And the only one that you would ever see of us was actually my father. He owned a beauty supply store. Um, and, and he branched out and owned a few more of them, you know, in Queens and in the Bronx and, and Manhattan, but he was the only one, like they were all the ones that were owning them and running them and they were undercutting him. So their prices were much lower. So eventually over time, my dad's business shut down because they were taking all of his business away. And we we weren't even of the mindset to think we should continue to support our people. You know what I mean? And so it does grieve me still to this day, like I was up there last week and it's still the same. They still, they still want all of them. It does grieve me to see that that other people are really capitalizing off of us as opposed to us really thinking about how can we as a community do this for us? You know what I mean? And again, I think we have, we've just lost something. We've lost that, that the, the pride and the desire to be representative of ourselves as opposed to having other people curate that for us. Yeah. It's, it's, it- it's yeah. really sad. Yeah, it is. And and it's amazing how quickly um people who oh because here it's it's typically Korean and now we have a lot of people of Indian descent who are getting into it here in Florida. I don't know if you're seeing that if you saw any yeah. of that in New York, but it's amazing how quickly they figure out oh they want these bonnets and colors. Right. right. And and it's like bam and I'm like what <laughs> you know it, it it they i mean they pick up on it quick they are to the tune of billions i mean we are spending some serious money on and not only not only just that 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 industry but look at how quickly they figured out oh they want to walk around in shoes that look like slippers right like you said mm-hmm. what did you say uggs or somebody that you paying ridiculous amounts of money to wear shoes yep. that look like bedroom slippers so um, other people pick up on it real quick and then capitalize on us walking around looking like we just stepped out of the shower. Um, Amber, uh, what's your view on that? I guess my bigger issue with it too also is is that you don't trust Monique, who's trying to help you, who's trying to further you and help you see that this is not it. But you rather believe because we've all been in one of these hair stores where we've seen someone pick up a bonnet, we've seen someone pick up some zebra print hair or something crazy. And these individuals, just because they want to make a dollar off for you, will tell you, oh, that looks good on you. That's perfect for you. That looks good on you. That's wonderful. Oh, that's great. And these people are really, in essence, you know, probably laughing at us behind the back. Because like you said, Karen, they are making billions of dollars off of us. And we're willing to trust these people who obviously are trying to sell you something, but you don't want to trust Monique, who isn't trying to get you to buy anything from her. She didn't offer to sell you anything. She's not offering you to like her page. She None of that was her agenda. Her agenda was to try to make 
us stronger as a people so that we can so you know so that we can show people in the world that we are you know worth something we are about something but you're willing to trust this person who really just wants every dollar you have so they're going to tell you and lie to you and tell you anything that you want to hear about how great you look well you rather believe that and not be mad with him than believe monique when they say this is just crazy i shouldn't be out in the street looking like this and, you know, and to be clear, I, I am not, you know, I don't want anybody to walk away thinking that I understand everybody got to make a living. Right. I just feel like it would be nice to see um, more of us represented and um, who could perhaps say, no, sis, th that's really not going to work for, for you or for what you're trying to do. You know, who could have those real conversations with us, to your point, Amber, about, yeah, that may not be the best look for you. Um, and it is amazing how quickly uh, younger people get roped into it because my daughter, for example, was not raised walking around with no goddamn on bonnet on her head. And every time I've seen her in the last, you know, cause she, when she comes to visit, if during, if she ain't got that, oh, and I'm thinking for real, like she was not raised running around here with no bonnets on her head, but it, it's like almost a trend. It's like a thing that they do. And so it's it's amazing how quickly they get sucked up into it, even if that's not what they were raised doing. Like in, in my daughter's case, she wasn't raised with that. That wasn't a thing we did. But every time I've seen her in the last few months, if my baby girl don't have that bonnet on her head, like it's a fashion statement. Uh, so as we get ready to wrap up, ladies, I just want to give you all one um you know, final thought that you could give. If there are, you know, young folks listening to this who are probably really angry with us right now after this conversation, <laughs> what is the one thing you would want them to take away from what we've been talking about today? Amber, I'll let you go first. Respect yourself. And I think if they all learn to respect themselves, they wouldn't want to go out looking that way. They wouldn't want people to have that perception of them. They would want people to respect them. But I think before that, they have to respect themselves. So I think they should just take away and always respect yourself and look in the mirror and say, is this the best me that I can be today? And then, you know, decide whether they're going to walk out or not. Thank you for that, Amber. Maureen, how about you? Yeah, I, I completely agree. I don't even know if I have anything to say differently than what Amber just shared. You know, I think it's really all about having that respect for yourself Um and in tune, having respect for others, right? Because when you go outside, you're not just representing yourself. You're representing your family. You're representing friends. You're representing the Black and African-American community. Like there's a whole bunch of representation that's resting on each of our shoulders. And why wouldn't you want to turn that up and, you know, really walk around with the respect that our ancestors left for us, why wouldn't you want to have that crown placed on your head and have it straight and hold your back straight and walk high, walk tall? Like, why wouldn't you want to do that? So I, yeah, I, I agree with everything Amber said. You can't, you cannot walk out of here looking like that if you're trying to get anybody to respect you. And if we as a people are trying to get anybody to respect us. So let's do that for us. Thank you, Maureen. I think that is a perfect way to end it. Um, it's just, it, it's about more than just you and your bonnet and your blanket and your slippers. And I just wish that that was a message that they could have understood from what uh, Monique had to say. Uh, so ladies, I want to thank you for joining me today. This has been 
a great conversation as always. I love hanging out with y'all. And so um, I hope we'll be able to do more of that um, as we hope that we're coming out of this pandemic. But oh, this Delta variant, y'all. So we'll see. Well, that's all the time we have for today. If there's anything you want to hear us talk about it in my shoes, you can hit me up at KDT at InMyShoesToday.com. Again, that is KDT at InMyShoesToday.com. And until we have a chance to speak again, be blessed. <laughs>